Hello universe, I, uh, it is uh, the 3rd of February 2322, it is 11.56pm and uh, I've listened to uh, today's earlier recording uh, three times, more than I should have, uh, and feel bad. I, I, I meant to get back and record something after there, but, uh, got caught up, got going to work. And so here it is 12 hours later. And, uh, <clears throat> and it's not that I, uh, I, I don't know why I, I certainly did not mean to break down in episodes one and two. And I cut myself off on episode two in a way that, um, boy, I don't know. Revisiting some of these childhood stories might be, there might be more pent up emotion there than I know about. Um, maybe this acting in ways that I know I am not uh, is going to uh, reveal some discomfort personally that I, I guess I didn't realize I was harboring. I mean, I'm all for unveiling discomfort and letting it fly off and get out of my system. So I'm not ashamed in any capacity. <laughs> I'm not even ashamed in the uh, measurement of volume that could be considered a generous uh, globular form of, uh, of saran wrap. Even in that scale, um, these things hit me out of left field. I, I, and I believe you'll see that in the recordings. I go from jovial to, uh, to blubbering in a matter of seconds. Because I, I guess when when you know you've been unfaithful to your real self by acting under the forces of things like peer pressure or societal expectation or, uh, or self-misrepresentation. You know, there's just there's so many ways to be twisted and turned into knots that to pretend that there's a single formula that does it to us, well, that's just way too generous. Or at least, much like Einstein, I have not figured out the human soul to the level that I can put it down into one all-encompassing formula. But if we're not capable of being touched by those moments in which we know we could have done better, should have been better, had opportunities to, to stand up for who we are rather than sit down and eat a piece of who we are. Uh, I, I like those moments. I like knowing that I am better today than I was then, that I have found ways in life to be stronger now than I was when I was weak. I, I appreciate hard work and progress in going from actions that were less than noble to actions that are. Those are transitions that don't come without work without self-reflection, without disappointment, and, and frankly, and courage. And the, the knowledge that improving oneself is not just important and available, but something that has to be invested in. And I, I admit I've been, oh God, have I been luxurious in that point. I basically told the world that I am going to take as much time as it is necessary to figure out who I am before I'm willing to do anything as a step as to what that means. So 52 years and nine months into this journey, I can tell you that if I have to 
weather the storm of past transgressions in a way that um, that I'm uh, that I'm losing some of those dissociations I had and and coming to terms with the actions that need to happen going forward. A stronger me is in in real time evolving through that process. So <sighs> I don't feel weakness when I'm emotional. I feel strength. And again, we've been trained the opposite. Emotions are weak. Emotions are invulnerabilities. They're, they are vulnerabilities. They are ways that you can be taken advantage of. We react emotionally. People can trigger you emotionally. You are triggered emotionally to purchase all the time. Um, because I don't think we have depth in our emotional life. We aren't, we aren't given, we should, there should be community discussions about how emotionally triggered we are as human beings. Emotional reactions are 90% of the mistakes we make. <laughs> we, we do something emotionally reactive improperly in, and get, it gets the best of us. I, and I'm making up numbers. I'm not going to stand by 90%, but I know in my life, most of my biggest regrets come from emotional overreactions because I was never a person who was scaling my emotions in a proper fashion. I would cork them and cork them and cork them until they would blow out of a champagne bottle like a New Year's Eve party. But it was never a festive occasion that that champagne bottle uncorked. It was some unraveling of situation or self that frankly was was paradigm destructive for whoever was involved. And these things are all because an emotional turd like me didn't learn how to swim in the bowl. I was told I needed to be flushed down every time I was there. Well, how the hell? That isn't true. And it, your emotions aren't turds. They're flowers. They truly are. It's just a question of being able to cultivate them in a way that they bloom. Rather than shrivel or what do, what do plants do they wither wither and die you don't want your emotions in a withering state i can tell you that especially because they can be in a flowering state and that is you coming to terms with being okay about being emotional so what cry a little if you're a guy it's okay i certainly forgive myself for that and i would forgive anybody else not that this is something that needs to be forgiven. This is just who we are. You don't forgive the state of being that you were born into. You accept it. And you let other people that tell you you're wrong, you tell them to fuck off. Um, <laughs> or you don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, literally, your life's your call. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I never have been. Um, work today sucked. And it didn't... I mean, work's easy, so it doesn't suck. But a um, couple things. COVID is disruptive. Of things like mops. Can't get a mop. So certain jobs are just getting done with tools like squeegees that are inefficient and don't get the job done. And I don't like doing a job that requires a simple tool that you can't get, like a hammer. In fact, I have three mops. I'm tempted to take one to work so I can do a better job than what we do. And... <laughs> Uh, and that's not even my frustration. Although COVID is kind of my frustration. My bigger frustration is that I can't tell you how many times during a shift I have to talk myself out of hating my job or wanting not to be there because in corporate America today, 
everyone is told what they're doing wrong. No one is told what they're doing right. And that's bullshit. And, and it's not even that I define myself through my work. I don't. And yes, I've had to train myself. And the only way to get trained if you're training yourself is to be told what you're not doing right. So the next time you do that part right, then they can tell you what else you're not doing right. Because there's no one there to tell you how to do it right. So you just have to learn by what you did wrong. Again, this is destructive teaching. This is why we don't teach kids in high school by throwing them in a pit and then telling them everything they did wrong. That's what corporate America is doing to us right now. And honestly, I have more self-esteem than to put myself through that. It is abusive behavior. And yeah, you can tell me, suck it up and get to work. It's a freaking job. It's called work because it's not fun. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I told you, I feel even a social obligation to the cause to put in my time to make sure that I am paying my way for things like roads and sidewalks that I appreciate that I know I didn't build. So I'll happily do what I have to do to make sure that the systems that were here in place when I got here are running smoothly because they need efficient labor to, to, to stay fluid for everybody else. I'm part of that game. Of course I'm participating. And in some ways, that tells me to SF, uh, what is it, STFU? And, uh, and I kind of agree. That's the best argument against. But that doesn't mean the workplace has to be abusive, especially working in a grocery store. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> this, this is not challenging. This is a very repetitive cycle of food receiving and food uh, selling. We do basically the same work every single day. So our system should be one of efficiency, lists of obligation that are being checked off, and congratulations on jobs well done. There doesn't need to be strife or, or petty uh, condescending management missions in that environment. Those are out of place. This should be a model of efficiency. And what is it? It's a bunch of people vibrating in some sphere of disharmony that always feels suffocating. I always feel like I need to get out of there to breathe. So I don't think I'll be uh, ending this one on any blubbering tones of woe, because frankly, this is one place where I do stand up in the workplace. I do tell my coworkers when I think they're doing a good job. I make sure people are aware that I think they're working hard, that they've got, uh, that they're busting their butt. And I get that from two of my coworkers, two and a half really. And I only say half because I've barely worked with him, but he's probably the best example of all. My point is that's the only place I'm getting it and we're giving it to each other. And do you know why? Because nobody's giving it to us. And that's not fair. Don't take my labor for granted. Appreciate it. That's all I'm asking. I'm asking for an environment in which I'm appreciated for the work I'm contributing to do better for all of us. And if that's asking too much, well then, literally, I should just quit working.